welcome back episode 112 of the Ranting Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside Coach Brett. And what a way to come into the new year 2024. The Rangers are number one in the NHL, number one on the power play, fifth on the PK. I never thought I'd ever say this, but third in the faceoff dot. Also, their record when bouncing back after a loss is phenomenal. We're going to be discussing that, some very, very early trade deadline targets, also discussing what rules we'd like the NHL to either add or change. But first, just want to let you all know to go to InsideTheRank.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we are back. Well, really, in the new year, 2024. Brett, how's it going? Uh, really, really great. So you're talking to the inaugural back-to-back defending two-time New York Rangers Twitter fantasy football champion right here. Took down and won Lou Giordano, who fought valiantly but could not handle my team. Um, as you well know, in the Hockey League, it's always tough when you go against the Highlanders, that's for sure. Um, it's really tough in fantasy football just to get to the playoffs twice, but to get to the finals and win both times is uh, – I am I'm so happy with myself. And uh, as icing on the cake – uh, took you down last week. You got our, so in our fantasy, lucky. Fantasy, in our fantasy hockey you got matchup. so lucky. The amount of points you won by was Zaka scoring eight points in the last minute. If it weren't for him, I would have won. You got so lucky. I When it comes to luck in that last day with me versus anyone is just horrendous. I probably lost majority of them just because one or two players didn't show up that night. Here's the thing, though. You got to be good to be lucky. My goalie sucked. Dennis Levi, go back to the AHL. My gosh. Devin, but yeah. Oh, Devin, yeah. <laughs> Dennis Levi. <laughs> Whoops. Dennis Levi. <laughs> That's how little, yeah, he's he's long for your team, obviously. Um, yeah. But, I remember uh, so, picking him up. I'm like, finally, I actually have a starting goaltender. <laughs> yeah, you, you picked him up as, as soon as I dumped him and just, just going through the scrap heap of my team. You've done that a couple times now, I've noticed. Wait, but, but you didn't... couple of Highlanders on... Why on did you do team. that if you had Justin Wall on IR? You didn't have to do that. Yeah, I did, because I still had... Um, uh, I still had Huso and Jari. Oh. Yeah, you can only carry three goaltenders in the league, unless one's on IR, and then you can carry four. Well, I'm back to just claim a goalie every day. Yep, no, I've noticed. I've noticed, yep. Uh, that's what bad draft... It almost, it, almost, it almost helped me beat you, because... Uh... What's it called? Who did I have? Who did I? Bruce Wall last night. He almost helped me win it. That 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 would have been nice. But no. And now I'm up against the will. So yeah. I only yeah. lost him the last time because I forgot to put Jesper Bratt in the lineup uh, oh. Friday night. And that I, was... I hope I hope you enjoy back to back losses. It's always uh, fun no, when that happens. It's not. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so great fantasy uh, uh, times right now. Um, it's fine, it's fine. You could be the Toronto Maple Leafs that always be me in the regular season, but when it comes playoff time, you're not making playoffs, so it's I'm fine. absolutely making the playoffs. No, I don't think so. Uh, but on to actual Ranger things here. Um, I just want to say, you know, after it's really funny, and and, and Joe talked about it, and I don't have the exact record but um when we play back-to-backs our record on the first game is often is, is pretty sus but then we're i think we've lost like one on the uh on the comeback game 
Um, this team just like does not go on schneids. They just like don't lose two, three games in a row. It's like they bounce back immediately. It's incredible. It's they didn't have that type of like I don't know if you call it resilience or whatever it is, but last year when they lose, they're there. It's falling off a cliff. They're gone, and you don't know when they're getting back up. Yeah. This year, I mean. Immediately the next game. Heck, they, they have, what are they, leading uh, most comebacks in the I league? I think right so. Now? I think so, yeah. If not, they're right up there. Yeah, it's either first or if something changed over the past, like last night. Uh, Well, not last night, but. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, no, it, it's stuff, obviously, you need to have in order to be a contender. Yeah, and I mean, everybody. It's spades. Everyone's going to lose games. All the best teams are going to lose games. But um, if you can fire back um, and come back every time, it's like what Stanley Cup winning team went four straight rounds of 4 0 and sweeps? One, right? Who? The Detroit Red Wings. Did they, what, in 90 something? I thought, didn't Detroit? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm pretty sure it was Detroit. Anyway, and while you're looking up, I'll just say, regardless, almost never happens. You're going to lose games. You're going to lose games in the playoffs. The fact that this team, when they lose, and even if it's a bad loss or a bad showing, they come back. No, they didn't. I don't know why I said that, but they didn't. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, wasn't, I was like, did they really? But even if it was true, it would. It doesn't. It, that, that's not how the playoffs work. You're going to lose games. What happens or what matters is how you respond after that. And this team is showing in the regular season that every time we have a bad game, we have a stinker, we come back out and we're like, no, we're the fucking New York Rangers and we're going to come out and just absolutely pummel you. Artemi Panarin is going to become God on the ice and uh, and just absolutely dominate. I mean, he's got to be in a heart conversation. He has to be. Watch how Kucherov wins it and this team oh. doesn't make the playoffs. Well, that was the same exact garbage excuse why Panarin didn't win it in 2020. Yep. You're not it's wrong. It's got to happen. You're not wrong. There was a whole reason why Panarin didn't win it. Why? Because they didn't make the playoffs. You, you, you can't count it. Yep. And yet we're going to see Kucherov win it this year. That's what's going to happen. I hope he just falls off a cliff. I mean, I think he's he's. I mean, he's obviously a great player, but like he's over. Can Tampa just like just performing? Just flatline already. We get it. You're you're like struggling right now. Just like enough. It just rebuild whatever it is. We don't yeah. want to deal with you anymore. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean. Bassey is no longer uh, the top goalie anymore. He hasn't really been good in a while. No, he really hasn't. He's been coasting on his name for a couple seasons Way now. too long. Yeah. I mean, announcers still talk about him. I mean, like, I swear to God, Ray Ferraro still thinks he's he's like the best goalie in the game. And it's like, dude, that hasn't been true for at least three years. Well, that's the known thing. If you're a high draft pick or a first round draft pick and you were good at a point, you will be one of the greatest of all time forever. Forever, You yeah. will be talked about every intermission. Even if you're not even part of that game, you will be talked about. Yep. Yep. And you that's why wrong. players like Adam Fox do not get mentioned as much. Even even if they like the top, even if like one of the biggest market teams. Well, you know, and when it comes to like something like Adam Fox too, like I, what I – don't like about the commentary about him is that they do talk about him, but they all say the same thing. They're just like high IQ, smartest guy in the ice. And like, yeah, that, that's true. But like, there are other aspects of his game that you can talk about too. Like, it's not like, how about this? 
Is there anybody better at keeping a puck in the zone on a on a power play? It's like that. It's, I, I, it's like, like that. You could take is, a slap shot. He's going to somehow keep it in. I don't know how he does it. It's like the puck is magnetized to him. He's just like, no, it's staying in the zone. And so many goals have been scored where even he doesn't get an assist credit because it got passed off twice before they score. But it's like that would never happen if he doesn't keep the puck in the zone. It is like that is a skill that is it's absolutely jaw droppingly shocking how good he is at that. That's something you can talk about. That's not just like, oh, yeah, Adam Fox, one of the smartest players in the game. I went to Harvard. I high IQ. I'm like, dude, talk about something else about it. He's an amazing player. How about his patience with the puck? How about the fact that he knows how to time a play? Like, hey, this guy, this guy is going to come. He's going to hit me in three, two, one. And I'm going to dish the puck off right now. That way he's as far away from the play as possible right as I dish this off. He does that stuff all the time. Those little details. The famous uh, V shift happened because he actually kept it in the zone, if you remember. He like yeah. jumped top high all the yeah. and caught the puck. Like he does that all the time. It's incredible. Yep, it is. And it's like, I wish, I just wish that the, they would, they would talk about more. I mean, I, you know, professional NHL commentary is so often just like so basic. Well, I mean, it's so basic where you have a guy like Biz that's like, you know, one of the top people. And it's like, dude, he's got nothing but bluster. He's got nothing but ego. He's got nothing but, but his little, you know, I'm tough guy personality that makes dick jokes. Like that's all he has. And like, like, I know it's going to sound biased, but it's like, it's interesting what Valakat's saying. Exactly. No, he's he's one of the he's one of the exceptions where you actually he actually breaks things down and actually I learn something uh, every time he talks. It's great, you know. Uh, but I, I just wish that that was more of the ethic. It's like because you see that in other sports, like in, in football. Now, not everyone's great in football. Uh, football is a sport that a lot of people in America care about. Berkey. It's like uh, it's known as gridiron. What is football. it? Is that like with the like uh, oval ball type? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. 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 It's okay. a. Um, we'll we'll talk about it after the pod. But um, like in football, like a lot of commentators are are some of them are bad too. But like the way more than hockey, they are better at breaking down the plays, showing you, hey, this is why this worked. This is why this coverage went here. They're in man. That's why that draws this safety over here, and that's how that guy got open. And I love that. I wish just hockey had more of that kind of stuff for when I'm not watching a Rangers game. I'd love to hear them break down plays like that and not just be like, oh, look, great pass. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we, we know it's a great pass because it led to a goal. Like, come on, be better. Well, the thing is, is right. You have to have a balance. You have to have an understanding and have great analysis of the game. But you also still have to have that bit of personality or else if you just have the analysis, a lot of people are going to I'm not saying I would, but. Not a lot of people are going to tune in. It's just how it is. You have to have a bit of that personality. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is why, like, people like Val Cat are like, that's why we say are are, are the best in the league because there are not many of them if you could even count them on your hands. Yeah. That has a real personality, but also has the insights. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I I mean, who who else? Like, I'm sure there are a few, like, I just don't know because I don't watch a lot of as many. I I, I still do because I, watch in general you know there's there's some there's some people that i like and i don't even know the names of you know who's good is actually san jose's broadcast team if you ever watch a san jose game they're good about talking about the other team and they break down plays pretty well and they they they're good um shockingly for the team that's such garbage um their broadcast team is really good i like them a lot i end up just because they end up being the last game i end up watching them play a fair amount because usually they're the it's like midnight i'm not going to bed yet like well i guess i'll watch the third period of the sharks game (laughs) i'm trying to remember because i did watch the sharks game last night because i've been i've been trying to watch teams of who i believe like players 
that are potential trade targets. Great segue, Bertie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, that's why I watch for Duclair. So I'm, I'm like watching. Obviously, the minute I turn it on, Duclair is taking a penalty. I'm nice. like, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but, yeah I'm trying I, to I, remember uh, their. Maybe I didn't have them on. Maybe it was. I don't remember what they were called. Might have the other feed or whatever. Yeah. 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 Duclair is one that that like I know a lot. I know he's like really exciting because he's got that speed and 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 can score goals in bunches. But I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's the fit for this team. The only the, the reason why isn't I he like kind of a, so isn't he kind of a malcontent too? Like he's hopped around a bunch. Is he kind of a malcontent? I think I think he had a problem with Tortorella. Okay. And and when he has a when someone has a problem with Tortorella, I'm not really like you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm running it on it's the player's fault. I wouldn't hold that against him. I guess I've just heard it. Maybe it was just with Tortorella, but I, I I I had the impression that he was like kind of not a great locker room guy. And I'm like I don't want that attitude coming. You're right. In. I don't like, remember it's all, that besides it's not just Tortorella. This... Okay. But you, well, you could be right. I just couldn't mean. Yeah, I, I'm not. And, and, and I definitely, I could have a misunderstanding. It was just the Tortorella stuff that's like lingering in my mind. But I, I think as important as adding whoever we get uh, skill wise is it's super important that they are an actual locker room guy team player. Because one of the reasons why this team is doing well, it's not just that we're a talented team. It's that this team is cohesive and they care and they play together. Um, the vibes on this team are as high as they've ever been. We do not need a guy that's going to come in and just be like, yeah, I'm just here to score some goals. I don't really care. You know, like that's not the attitude we need. So um, I'm sure that's something that they're evaluating as well. But I really hope they make that a focus because just getting in a guy that can shoot the puck but isn't a good, you know, team player, locker room guy, that's not going to work out well. The reason why I mentioned Duclair is the other players that are, I mean, he has, uh, what would you say here? He has a cap hit of okay, three, million. three million. Yeah. yeah. Um, and players around that like Sprong and stuff that they're and Peron, if, if, even if Detroit is going to be willing to set, uh, although I, I'd assume they are, uh, they're going to cost way too much. And Duclair, it just seems to be he could be the type of player to take it to another gear. Yeah. Being on the top line with yeah. Kreider and Zabanajad, he's that type of player. That's able to do that, and there's not a lot of those type of. Uh, I mean, the truth is, we don't know who's gonna be 100% available yet. We don't know. It's it's what two months, right? Yep. Like anything can happen then. Although it, statistically, like usually at this point is where it ends up being in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, like exception or two. Well, you know, Montreal is not going to the playoffs, so they're gonna be they're gonna be right. sellers at the deadline again too, which is why like Sean Monahan at 1.9 million. He's 29 years old, UFA. Um, if Hedl doesn't come back, I, he's he's a great third line center option. Um, My problem is the price. Well, I mean, like, so yeah, so let's talk about that. What what do you think the price is for? I mean, if not Monaghan, but that level of like what we're talking about, you know, like a third line center sort of guy or third line winger sort of character uh, to fit, fit in. You know, like what are you willing to give up for that? So the. Well, obviously, it's you know supply and demand that type of thing trade deadline. So right, sure. is the big fish, right? That's the known thing. I I don't yeah. see the Rangers ever winning those sweepstakes unless they bring Sakura and Bedard, and I highly doubt they're going to be willing. Bedard and not Bedard, um, and I highly doubt they're going to be able to separate themselves from both of them. Um, and even one of them, it's got to be a really good player. Yeah, I just I don't. 
Right. So whoever the losers are of the Lindholm sweepstakes, by default, they're going to go to Monaghan. Right. So say Lindholm is what? what yeah, what's or... the usual go-to of the big fish during the trade deadline? The first, a second, a mid-round prospect. Yep. And I don't think we should be giving up a first, but I mean, like, I, I don't think any of the guys we're shopping for are first round people. I think they're like second and, uh, uh, you know, second and a, and a mid-range prospect, you know. Well, Monaghan would be because he's the second option for everyone. Right. But it's not a matter you think of teams are giving up first round. You think teams are giving up first round draft picks for 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 you know a month and a half of Sean Monahan? Yeah, because he's the only he's the second option. Who else can they get? They're gonna have, have to. Well, on your list are Dickinson or Henrique. So I well, I believe everyone values Monahan over Dickinson. I sure. think the Rangers should go after Dickinson because he's not that second option, which is why I think he could be less. And also, yeah. I mean, Monaghan is 1.9 million. Dickinson is 2.6, but 50% retained. Although imagine if you're Chris Drury. Going, who's the GM's name in Chicago? It's uh, a good question. Who is it? I feel, I feel like this is a very simple thing. Oh, Davidson. Davidson. Kyle <laughs> Davidson. Okay. So yeah. Chris Drury kind of thought, hey, remember, like, I basically robbed you of Patrick Kane last year. You want to, like, give me a fair price for Dickinson? <laughs> <laughs> what is Just hangs up the phone. Mm. But yeah, yeah, Chris Drury did not show mercy that trade that long. Because, like, Kane, Kane forced him. To the Trenton Rangers, but there could have been a bit of mercy where Chris Jury like gave a little, just a little bit of courtesy, and he's like, "Yeah, no, screw you, yeah, fuck <laughs> just, you. just give me Kane." Um, yeah, honestly, like say heels out, a, a, like a combo of Dickinson and Duclair. I, I honestly, I really don't want Wheeler. Come playoff time, no, oh I, god, I, 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 no. I'm gonna be honest here, I really no. don't. No, no, it, thank it you. would be bad. Um, and hey, if like Duclair doesn't work on the first line, he could play on the third line and switch with Kako. I mean, news came yeah. out today that is good news with Kako, uh, although we always already spoke about uh last week that it, it sounds like what after the all star break. Oh, that's not how I interpreted it. What do you mean? That's not how I interpreted it. Like, what you, wait, did you say right before the all star break or right after? No, I mean, I, I, I. I'm talking about Kako. Oh, Kako. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Hedl. I was like, no, I'm not, no, no. Like, I, I'm like, he might knows? be done. Yeah, he I'm might like, be done, like, done, and he yeah. could just show up in March. Although, I, if he shows up in March, the Rangers are like, no, nah, you know what? You hit, you rest up for another month. Yeah. This is when the NHL is going to make a rule. By the way, if the Rangers pull this off and Hedl comes back like Game Two, the NHL immediately is going to make a rule about LTIR. You know what? It's and gonna that's fine. happen, and, that, and that's fine. And again, yeah, it's gonna happen because now no one can do it. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I would be, I'd be okay with that as long as we get, as long as we get ours on it. That, that's all I care about. I mean, our asset, the Rangers' assets they could use are a first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth. Zach Jones, a low tier prospect. However, they're going after a top player like Lindholm, which I doubt they do. They can involve Sakara and uh, Berard, but. I don't think they want to get rid of Berard, though. I don't I, want them to get rid of I don't, Berard. I don't see them doing it because I don't see – first of all, the only way I see them doing it is in the Lindholm sweepstakes, sweepstakes, and I don't see them getting it. 
So by default, I just don't see them. If Heedle's out, the center's priority, right? So, I mean, as much as we don't like Wheeler, like you could throw, I mean, Adam Henrique is just another option. I know people did not like it when I tweeted that because like we have Quick and Henrique. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. that. imagine, imagine telling someone to like, imagine if like they trade Henrik and win the, win the cup and like you go back in times like uh, to say after 2014, hey, we won the cup in 2024. Yeah. With Henrik and Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, I'd, be, I'd uh, be very okay with it. I don't yeah. know oh, I'm... speaking of which, I, I have a question for you. Although this is not a realistic thing because one, this just doesn't happen in two and three that it sends a bad message for him and future UFAs that would consider coming to you in locker room situation. What do you think of a Jonathan quick trade to Toronto? For what? I don't know, but Toronto's go like Samson, I'm put on waivers. Uh, boy, that's the second best is quick. is playing better than Sorokin. Boy, that, yeah, I, uh, Okay, I mean, this is this is now in the realms of purely hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're, we're speaking purely hypothetical. Yeah, there's, there's like, there's absolutely no way. Um, there's no way, but it, it's like a good concept because it, it's like on paper it should happen. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, especially because it's like if you're talking about it, obviously he's been great for us and he's been, I mean, he's been phenomenal and um, and has won the hearts of of all of us for sure. Um, Maple Leafs have zero cap space left. Um, yeah, but Jonathan Quick is how much? Literally, no, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to look at what we could get back out of them that actually makes sense for us. They're never going to get rid of Nyes. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I know we're saying theoretical, but let's try to keep it realistically theoretical. Yarncroc? But he's got three years left on his contract, so that's not going to happen. Uh, what about this this William Nylander guy? I'm hearing good things about him. Yeah, he seems to be the only one that consistently performs in the playoffs. Yet he's somehow the odd man out there. I which he, I don't get. Well, well, because they can't afford him because they got the trade off. Marner. Yeah, trade right. Marner. I, I it's just I I get how people are saying he's so good, but honestly, I would not. I'm not the biggest fan of him. At all whatsoever. You know, you know what would be the play actually for us hmm. if we did that. This is this is actually would be genius. They're never gonna do it. But Robo Jr., Nick Robertson. Okay. Dude, that kid's good. He's on he's going to do his RFA. He's got a seven hundred and ninety-six thousand dollar contract. He's twenty-two years old. Have you watched have you watched Toronto play? Have you watched Nick Robertson? I mean, he's he's not Jason Robertson. Too yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd assume so. <laughs> He's not that. Both the least would be like number one in the league right now by a mile. No, oh yeah, but he's 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 like a half point, uh, half point per game player right now. I think he's better than that too. By the way, um, uh, like he I was, I would consider getting a pick, a good pick from Toronto, and using that asset to trade somewhere else. Yeah, but you know, they're. I mean, obviously, they're not. I think the in this insane hypothetical, they're obviously not going to be trading for picks because they're not sellers; they're buyers, obviously, because they're going to be making a push unless their season just completely collapses. I mean, and they've been doing but a good job of that right lately. now. Is Martin Jones or 
Well, when, uh, well, when Wall comes back. Yeah, Wall is good though. Wall is a solid, solid goaltender, and their de- their team defense is just atrocious. I mean, they're basically their Toronto Maple Leafs are the Edmonton Oilers of like the last five years, where it's like, yeah, we can score five goals in a period, but we might let in seven. Um, and, and so it's like, yeah, they desperately need goal things. So in this insane thing that won't ever happen, they're not going to be trading for picks unless their season just absolutely collapses and they find themselves uh, at the, you know, on, on the outside the bubble, which I don't see happening. They're going to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, the only thing I could see is them trying to pick up a goaltender because they they do they do need one. But if Wall comes back and he's healthy, you know they're not going to be very motivated to do that either. So no, I mean, how long is Wall projected to be out for? I mean, I'm not assuming for the whole season, but I'm just—is it one of those uh, things that could be no, repetitive? Uh, I mean, not that I'm aware of. I I think it's I think he's like it's coming. not a concussion or anything, right? No, no, I think he's due back in like two three weeks, something like that. Right. So yeah, unless he comes back and then gets hurt again, they don't really have a goaltender, then they might start shopping. But um, I imagine they'll probably just be willing to trade picks, you know, for somebody's decent backup goaltender. Right. But what what pick do you th- th- see them like giving for Jonathan Quick? Oh, they'll probably try and give you like a fourth. Oh, no way. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a, but goalies don't never demand that much. Never. Even really good goalies never demand very well, usually... much trades. Teams in Toronto's situation don't have that problem. No, no. But this is a... I mean, anyone else have like goaltender problems that are um no, because you're not you're not this good if you don't have good goaltender, yet Toronto's just well, I mean, to be honest, they're not that good right now. Um, Honestly, if I mean they're Edmonton sitting, makes they're... a push. If Edmonton makes a push and somehow it's not somehow they're not that far off three points, but gets into a wild card spot. That's maybe something. Yeah, I mean, it'd be I mean, great. Stuart Skinner. It depends on how he plays. Yeah, I mean, they're playing a lot better now. I mean, honestly, I have more faith in Edmonton right now than I do Maple Leafs. I mean, Maple Leafs in the last ten are three, four, and three. Uh, they lost to the. They got caved in by the Blue Jackets in overtime. Was that two days ago? Um, they're just man. They are struggling so hard. What's right with now. the Blue Jackets just somehow winning versus good teams, but just then after that, just mediocre teams and bad teams. They're just bad against. They're just. It makes no sense. Well, it, it does because they're uh, they're overall a, a pretty young team with a lot of young talent, and and you know young talent's really fun, but you need you need young talent often is uh, streakier in general, in my opinion. That they, they tend to you know. They tend to be more feast and famine sort of stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, you, you Marchenko and Vantilli, they might pump in two goals a night and then not score for the next four games. Right. Um, you and know, you need that's that we learned the hard way in fantasy league. Yeah, exactly. So it, it is it is. A, a, I think that's why they play that way, because they're not I don't think they're fundamentally a bad team. They're just a young and inexperienced team. I also don't think that they're maybe not the best coached overall either. But um I don't really want to go too far into that. Um, but but yeah, I, I expect the Blue Jacks to be a team in the next couple of years that actually is able to compete in the Metro and not just be a perennial cellar dweller like they are now. But uh, but yeah, anyway. Right. Well, um, if, anyway, if, if, by the way, if Hedl's fine, say, I, I don't know how. I Yeah, the, the, what is it? A right winger, a seventh defenseman, that's a defensive defenseman, which is 
Jones being traded, which I'm pretty sure everyone knew by now or knew even the beginning of the season, he's not going to be here long. Yeah. And a fourth line center. I, I just, man, no, we don't, we don't, we don't, is just we so don't, frustrating. He is very frustrating, but we don't need a fourth line center. If we get a third line center, we can just have, we just have Benino on the fourth line center. You maybe want, like, I was going to mention declares that right winger, but maybe get then a right winger that could also play center just in case if Hito gets injured. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like, a good. Does idea. Dickinson play wing? He was on Dallas for a while. You know this. Uh, I, no, he's just a pure center as far as I'm aware of. Yeah. He's just a pure center. Yeah, because that, that would be the way to go. If he is coming back, but obviously, also he was on Dallas like four years ago. I wasn't really what I've been. I've been following Dallas harder the last two three years. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I'm uh, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Dickinson's just the center. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what he is. Anyway, what's uh, uh, what do we got? What do we got next to wrap this up here? Well, I won't bore you with my seventh defenseman options. Okay, so we could skip that. Now, and plus, I'm not even like finished with it yet, and it's not. Thank even, you. And, yeah. and it's not even like you yeah, know. There's two months remaining. Um, we'll get to it. We heard today from you've got to be kidding from the PWHL about the new rules. Ah, yes. About how if there's a power play and there's a shorthanded goal, it negates the power play, Love and it. they have the one uh, the three two one point setup. Yep, much better. The, are, are those things like you'd want both of them in the NHL? Like the, the first one, the power play one, yeah, 100%. I think that would be a great idea. I, I think power plays need to be uh, – I'd even go a step further than that. I think um, a game shouldn't end with an active power play going. Um, if, if the power play is still going, um, if you take a – like because it does, and it, it, it offers a perverse incentive for a team if you're already like – it's you know it's six on five there's 15 seconds left or whatever like why not haul down a guy you know it makes perfect sense to it's like if you can stop a scoring chance and then just be one and then only have to worry about being a man down for for you know 12 15 seconds whatever that's this that's the better play to to make but it's not really that fair but if you had to worry about that like oh i might accidentally extend this game by another minute 45 uh, you might have to actually play defense and not just hack people down. So I would love to see them add the NHL to add that as well. But yeah, I like both of those rules. There are a few times, like especially in the playoffs, where like you have teams complaining after the game, like those one-offs where they score like a few seconds left to tie it up and then win in overtime. You're like, yeah, but he he didn't. It's such a he uh, the penalty. Say like if they score like with like a, a few seconds left on a power play because it was a garbage you know situation. I don't know. Like extending the game obviously might be more complicated. Um, I, mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, what is um, what is really complicated about? It? I mean, it's just like not the game complicated, doesn't end. but I mean, it's a big change for sure. Yeah, I mean, like my my thing was is that if say there's a power play right and the period in ends and there's one minute left on the power play, I say the first faceoff should be in the offensive zone. Yeah. Oh, I like that too. Absolutely. Because that happens a lot. There's a lot of penalties that that end uh, that that, that yeah, don't like, end. The, like, the, the thirty seconds of that power play is just trying to get into the zone. It, it just so essentially, it's not really a power play. It's like what three fourths of a power power play essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you should. It should start off with an offensive zone faceoff. That's that's yeah, just like it does when you take a penalty. It should be the same thing. Yeah, I agree completely. That's a good rule change. Yeah, well, hold on. We we got. I gotta look at the standings for a sec because apparently, what is it? The Islanders have nine overtime losses. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Wasn't there one other one that was a ridiculous Boston. amount? Boston has a fair amount too, don't they? Uh, well, but they have six. Toronto has seven. Islanders have nine. Maple Leafs have seven. Uh, yeah, Islanders Washington have nine, has nine, nine loser points. Yeah, Kraken has nine loser points, but they're kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I, I mean. I get it. If you're like that far into a game, it would suck to not get anything. But it's just like, I don't know, three, two, one might make more sense. Although maybe not. I, I just, who does it? What links do that? Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know. Because the uh, a shorthanded goal negating a power play happens already in college and in the juniors, right? They just started it. Did they? I actually I was unaware of that. I mean, honestly, I, I don't. Someone started it this year. I don't. I don't watch other than the world junior. Other than world junior tournament, I don't watch any juniors. I'd like yeah, to. No, but... I only want. I only watch world juniors. Like I watch it in general, but majority of the time I'm doing it when like Gabe Perot's uh, playing or like Sakura's playing. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Any Any more rules? Um. That's all I got for the moment. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I feel like we're forget forgetting a few that are like people what did oh oh uh dave jackson said about overtime you can't pass it past like two oh, lines or something oh no get... like well, like like almost like an over and back rule in yeah in, in, that makes in... sense yeah absolutely I, because... I miss the uh the uh the fast paced three on three now absolutely now it's, now it's just possession to get one chance right before it ends and yep. then it's just like half the time it's like yep yeah, it's like a day school circle around, circle around, circle around. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, that'd be another good rule change. Yeah, well, you can't. I don't know if you get get rid of it by just passing it to the goalie because then the player's just going to skate back. Because maybe maybe it's where you could only be in the defensive zone with the puck with a certain amount of seconds. I think it'd just be cleaner if it's like once you carry it over the red line, you can't go. You can't go back again. Otherwise, it's treated like an icing or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like once you cross halfway, you 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 until you give up possession. That way, you don't have people constantly doing the circle back and sort of thing. I think that'd be a pretty clean way to do it. Yeah, yeah. That that's actually probably the way to go. Um. Alrighty, I think we're gonna end it off here. Uh, Brett, you got anything else before we go? Nope. Nope. I'm good. We're good. All right. Happy so, Happy Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, happy new year. And uh, hopefully hopefully this is the year we have a parade in uh, New York City. That would Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh but thank you to the listeners and we'll see you next time.